your cheese, shave your knees, eat your peas. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. It's the tea. Hello and welcome to the tea. Yes, it's getting more intense when you do that every time. <laughs> um, uh, we recorded earlier and now uh, it's been a few hours. What did you do? What did I do? I uh, I was with you almost all day. Um, we were at Meeting House for Sunday Social, which was lovely. I left immediately, though. No, you didn't. You I was there for 10 for minutes. While. I didn't watch the show. Yeah, I know. That's true. I, you were sick. Irish goodbye is my favorite thing to do. I'm you like, actually said goodbye, though, so I think you broke the rules of Irish goodbye. I think the only one I said bye to. Oh, that's nice, though. Mm-hmm. I'm eating Easy Mac right now, so I apologize to everyone. I haven't eaten dinner yet. Also, we didn't say our names because we're so, like, cocky Hi, right now. Hi, my name is T-Rex. Who are you? I'm Lucky Stiff. How are you? That question doesn't matter anymore. Good. I went home and um, just took a shower. We have XYZ tonight, so, you know, it's been a long day, but I'm excited. It's true. I love a double podcast day. Me too. It makes me feel like I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. I feel very productive. <laughs> um, all right, shall we? Yes. All right, we are joined by uh, two first-timers. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jessica Lahore is here from Denver. And uh, Bambi, I always want to say Bambi Queen. Right. It's so weird. From my, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Sorry. It's weird because my Instagram name is Bambi Queen, but like mm-hmm. my name Bambi. is just Bambi, but people call me Bambi Queen, kind of like hungry, even calls her She is Hungry. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'll take whatever. You call me Trex in Chicago. Trex. Constantly. Trexin. Trexin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when um, Naomi was here, she said that if she could have renamed herself, she would have been just Bambi. Really? Mm. That, that would have been, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and trademark it quick. Um, <laughs> Real quick. Welcome. Uh, tell us about you, Jessica. Uh, I'm Jessica Lahore. I'm a drag queen from Denver, <laughs> Colorado. I've been uh, doing drag for a little over six and a half years. You're the hardest working drag queen, I think. I, Currently in captivity, I, every month I, you release your schedule, you. <laughs> and there's 78 dates over 30 over days. Over 30 days, wow. Yeah. And uh, you are someone who, like, just sitting still, I feel like, makes you nervous. You need to constantly be working. You need to be creating yeah. new things. You need to be going through the airport in face. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> constantly working, trying to find new projects and new outlets to figure out how I can build a career off of something that is really monopolized so that's kind of where I, my yeah. goal is how long has it been your career uh for, so for uh, six and a half years but for full-time four years yeah so just full-time that's about three and a half four years is every that's it it's just drag how many like weekly shows do you have versus how many are you trying to like travel around and pick up oh, like man. shows um, um <laughs> when i when uh shows that i produce versus show i produce a lot of shows that i'm not part of so mm-hmm. I do a lot of producing and a lot of the organizing directing but I'm not actually part of the shows oh, oh uh, I didn't realize yeah, that so like when I'm out of town like when I travel I, I start planning it and setting it up that people are in my place or that people yeah. are like there's uh, brunches and evening shows that I put the cast together to mm-hmm. payroll for I put the cast uh, I put set lists together and everything like that but I'm not actually there mm-hmm. um, yeah but do you love doing the behind the scenes stuff? I love it. I I'm love the it. same. I, I love producing love events it. that people love coming to and, and coming back to. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm in drag pretty much every day. Yeah. <laughs> every, every, pretty much every day. Maybe a Monday that I'm not, right? <laughs> but every day. Well, I was just with you in Denver because you put together the color. You're one of the main people who put together the Colorado Diva Awards. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's a. This is the second year that we did it. It's a statewide kind of award recognition for queer nightlife, mm-hmm. entertainment, uh, ally. Go go boys, go, photographers. Everything. <laughs> everything. We had 50, 56 awards this year. The idea is that people feel recognized for the hard work that they're doing, mm-hmm. and they feel motivated to continually give back to the community that they're they're putting effort into mm-hmm. and they're recognized for it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see kind of where it goes. But it's only year two, so year three is around the corner. Yeah. There's going to be 98 categories next right. year. Oh <laughs> I want to cut it down to 20. Right. That's Best the goal. Far back. Oh, are you cutting them down? I want to cut it down from 56 to like 20 distinctive, prominent categories. That seems manageable. Or exactly. Or you, right do, now, you do like 15 of them on Instagram Live or something. Right. No, like the Academy Awards do it offline. Some, people are excited because you have some there, and then people get mad because they don't feel represented. So there's so much that you have to constantly go back and forth with. Either How, long is, how long is the show? Um, I like think 56. it was. Forty nine hours. I was up there. It was a three hour show. It was three hours, which was shorter than last year. I'm gonna say it was four hours. It was not four hours. (laughs) By award fifty, you're shooting out the awards with the t shirt gun. (laughs) No, exactly. I like that. (laughs) By award fifty, everyone's drunk and just like yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was very that. Um. So, uh, uh, Bambi, what do you do in Pittsburgh? Oh my gosh, what don't I do in Pittsburgh? Um, I've been doing drag. This year has been uh, seven years. Um, seriously, like as a career, I did drag full time for about three years. Um, I actually do a lot of producing myself. Um, for a long time, I hosted an open stage at the Bloomin' Bar on Brother Street, which um, helped uh, water the plants that I liked in the city of Pittsburgh <laughs> and make them grow. Um, and that was like an all inclusive show, which I love a lot. Um, yes, love that. I have a couple monthly shows that I host. One called Icon that's been running for about uh, two years, which is like a different artist every month, like a diva worship dance party. Mm-hmm. And then we have. Um, I grew up in like. like I grew up before I came out before I did drag I was in a lot of like pop punk bands mm. so I do a show called Scene Queen where we do like MySpace early oh, 2000s yeah. music it's a lot of fun just like I do drag that like I like to see yeah yeah oh nice how, how much do you work do you work a lot um I work Right now, I usually am enjoying like three times a week back in Pittsburgh. Um, but I've been traveling a lot more for like the last like year and a half. I don't know how that happened. I feel like I joined the drag <laughs> Illuminati. And suddenly, yeah. I, I've been approved to go, and I'm like, I'm one of those girls. That's how that was that really works. cool. I mean, it's it's hard to do, but once you get it, you know, it's awesome. Like, I it's love lovely. traveling. It's like love so traveling. interesting to see other scenes because everywhere is so different right. and invigorating. If, yes, if exactly. Only for the fact that I like to know, like, oh, this is how you guys do it, mm-hmm. or like this, like you see different things culturally that have like hooked on mm-hmm. uh, that are like super prominent somewhere that are not a thing here and right. vice versa. I feel like I become a more well-rounded performer if I perform other places a lot. Yeah, exactly. You find things to steal. Oh my God. Like I come here and I heard the cheesies line. I took that back to Blue Moon. All, I, oh, I used to go and if you have to shit, go to Remedy. It's a bar next door all the time. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I love traveling. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. It's. I feel like it's so stressful to travel and host because I feel like there's so there's so many like um, things up in the air. Like sometimes the DJ's an idiot, or sometimes like you know, like the mic is like a, kind of a sacred thing. Yeah, you kind of have like a threshold up until what you're gonna deal with like yeah. oh yes this dj may not be the best but i'll deal with it up to this point until mm-hmm. i actually tell them like this is not okay like we need to fix this like mm-hmm. i feel like you get your shit together like, if there's generally like chaos happening like on the night of it usually has to do with a dj like mm-hmm. do- doesn't have the music organized like doesn't have the mic loud enough or too drunk too loud so too it's drunk. reverbing mm-hmm. uh yeah 
playing the wrong shit. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. We're just complaining about things we hate now. <laughs> I know. It's good. Yeah. Well, I, what do you hate? I know. I feel like it's important to yeah. mention also that there is a like tall Pringles tube of mm-hmm. pr- ranch flavored Pringles like oh, yeah. in the Wait. place of power between mm-hmm. all the mics Everybody and we're all eating it. it. Oh yeah. I for sure. We'll do a little crunchy uh, chip situation. The, smoke the peace Pringle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. Ready? One, two. Oh yeah. Mm. 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 Oh yeah. Wow. Mm. This is gonna be terrible to listen to. Mm. 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 You're welcome for the porn. You're so um Shall we yeah, let's. jump in? Alright. You wanna go first or I will. I like how you said that because you're still clearing the chip from your mouth. <laughs> Alright. This is from Dahlia Fox in Los Angeles. Hello, queens. Hi. I'm a baby queen who's only been doing drag for a few months, and my first show is in a couple weeks. I'm also currently dating someone, and I was wondering how you would navigate drag as well as your love life. Whoa. Oh, boy. Easy. When, when, do you, <laughs> when do you feel it's appropriate to tell someone you do drag, and how should they support you as a partner? Immediately. Mm. Both I've, of you have partners. Yes. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I've been single the whole time I've been doing drag. Hey. hey. <laughs> it depends on what you want. Um, I will Will say that there have been people that I've like talked to where like I just kind of want to hook up and like I know that the conversation will be a lot so I'm just like you don't gotta know it's gonna right. be like oh, a thing no. yeah, yeah boop boop done but like yeah. I try to check it from the immediate like I do drag this is my job and if they can't handle it I don't want you anyway same, yeah yeah same first date first interaction is one of the first things that you get to talk about is work and what your life is about yeah. what your hobbies is you should talk about that that is important to you and if they're mm-hmm. not on board with it or if they're trying to withhold your success from it then put that yeah forward like they're not going to be part of your life it's okay yeah i have a a friend who is like an amazing drag queen and her boyfriend like hates that she does drag Mm. no bye and we like are so frustrated because we're like we want you to do drag so much but he's just yeah he won't let me he won't let you i'm sorry i am sorry look again as a formerly married person let me tell you what a red flag looks like yeah if your significant other won't let you do something then you are not a free person and you're in some level of abusive relationship it might be very low grade but it's still there i will say that the boyfriend is definitely floating the bills well, that helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there are That's a bargain then like, that you made. That's a bargain, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a weird level you would define where like the person has to be supportive of the fact that you do drag, but like not so much. It's like I've dated people or I've been involved with people that like they love drag so much that that's all we talk about. Mm-hmm. Or like, they're like, oh, put me in drag. Oh, help my drag. Oh, book me in shows. Yeah. It's like it can't be that much. They have to like what I do, but not like. It can't be everything. Right. I think it's really important that in, in a relationship, any kind of hobby, that the person that is with you should be the biggest supporter of what yeah. you're doing mm-hmm. while also not having to be the most involved person. Yeah. That you can be a full-time drag entertainer or be part of drag without them having to go to every show, help you with every nail, every yeah. lash, they every, really then every suitcase. Mm-hmm. And exactly. And at that point, what are you, you should be paying them. Like, if they're in the audience and you're doing a show, they're there as an audience member. They're there to enjoy themselves. They're working. They probably worked all day mm-hmm. right. came out to support you without directly having to work for you that's that's part of it if there's an event that you really need them to be at it's a different conversation mm-hmm. and yeah. they will be there but you expecting your partner to be at every show to help you with everything to to be the moving part that makes you a sustainable drag entertainer is not realistic no. because it's going to abuse yeah. 
the the hobby and the person's going to get sick of it and they're not going to want they're not going to enjoy it exactly. it's, it's going to be something they resent you for i hate drag because i feel like when i come yeah. i'm just doing it because i'm, I'm your I'm, assistant I'm, yes yeah. exactly well yeah. and even like in a bigger part of that conversation i had to learn that like because i was very big on promotion i want all my friends come see me every time you can and i had mm-hmm. to learn that like your friends can't support you at everything they'll get burned out it's yeah. unrealistic and you can't let that get you down like you have to get rid of that real quick like if you expect your friends to show up to everything you do i mean you're gonna lose sweetie, a lot of friends you can't do it like and a lot of people do a lot of people do and i think i did in the beginning and that took that hits you real hard when you go you know what it doesn't mean you're a flop and they don't like you i mean it's like other shit going on get over yourself yeah it feels pretty amazing also when you see your friend and you didn't ask them and they just yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah. my god the wave of feeling. joy thank yeah. you for coming like i didn't ask you to you just Shots. saw them <laughs> <laughs> right. it's very different than being like if you don't come to my show you don't right. like me and you yeah. don't support me you can't do that that's not sustainable for well, friendship but that is something that is taught i will say from the amateur circuit where mm. it's like you need your friends desperately to come out right. and yeah. give you that the applause and the, oh, yeah. which, uh, at that stage, stage yeah. Like that. yeah at that stage it is important but you have to allow yourself to mm-hmm. let that go yeah yeah um your partner does drag yes what is her name helen back helen back, helen back. Yeah. that's great there's like five thousand of those probably i really <laughs> like it for sure um your partner my partner likes is an amazing person with makeup and loves dressing up in kind of like very axel andrews like mm-hmm. i love going out in heels and harness and beautiful yeah. makeup Hot. does not want to be an entertainer <laughs> right and i think yeah. that is what makes our relationship healthy is because mm-hmm. i don't want to date another drag entertainer i'm so involved in my career that i don't want to worry about supporting somebody right to, to follow up on that i know i feel like then you end up with like a katie perry yeah. russell brand situation <laughs> same size shoe or same size outfit so he, well, that does help wig and he uh, him out when i leave so god bless oh we do not have the same size shoe it's so upsetting oh that's so upsetting it's awful um all right uh oh me okay this is from touche douche from portland oregon yes do you remember a moment where you felt you weren't on par with the other girls in your city how did you work through it that is a good question that is a great question because i feel like everybody's Mm -hmm. had that experience i feel like i have that on imposter syndrome i feel like i have that on a constant basis in small things when you go and see just like when you're talking about you go like to other people's shows and stuff Mm -hmm. and um i feel like some people let that kind of fester and turn into something negative but i constantly think like oh they did that better than me in that moment how can i change that right like, that has to be your thought process yep so i feel like constantly i feel little moments of like she got me on that one that was a better that yeah. this is a better way of doing it and i think if you're constantly thinking about your drag mm-hmm. your nights your the ways you promote and you host uh, you know it, it is interesting to see other people do right. better things than you and you gotta you know, let it fuel oh, you I, yeah mm-hmm. huh okay better yeah. yeah so i don't know i feel like i constantly feel that way do you do you have a specific i'm like i'm like trying to think about it a little bit because i remember feeling that way a lot when i was in a negative mindset about my authenticity as an entertainer and mm-hmm. being like i was trying to criticize everything to make myself feel like purposely punish myself for feeling like why i was less yeah than. yeah and it took a lot of time and a lot of years of being like you are the best at what you are doing and that watching somebody do better than you yeah. quote unquote is not necessarily a reflection of you but it's you saying i appreciate what this entertainer is doing so how can i interpret the same energy or the same right. positivity mm-hmm. or the same attitude or the same sex appeal or whatever it is in my own drag 
and trying to change the wording around it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not necessarily a, a, I'm lesser than, or I I could be doing what they're doing, but how can I embody how their attitude is on the stage? I feel like I feel lesser than in other cities more than I do in my own city. Not because I feel like I'm better than anybody in Denver. It's because when I go to other places, I'm a new face and I've never, never been there. And I have to realize that there's so much more outside of Mm -hmm. what I'm experiencing. Yeah. And there is something about traveling where you do, um, you're seeing other people in their home bars and their, you know, I feel my best at Berlin or mm-hmm. at Roscoe's like, hey, I know all the bartenders, I'm comfortable here. Mm-hmm. You see people really in their space and it really is just, yeah. know, that's when you shine. That's when I shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it you do feel kind of weird when you're going to other places and other people feel so comfortable. I mean, both of you are visiting, so that makes sense. You know, it's just... Right. You have to find the thing that is secure in yourself that lets you feel comfortable. And that takes a really long time to find. You have to understand that you are the best at what you are doing. And even when you travel and that audience or those staff or the people around you have no idea who you are, Mm -hmm. that you're going to sell what you are best at doing. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. That is the empowerment that comes out of of getting the response or even having Mm -hmm. one person tip you and just saying, I loved what you did. That that's what you have to focus on. Yeah. Also, drag is like super competitive in the mindset for me, at least where I'm from. Um, It's very regional. Like we're near like Ohio and like drag is very pageant and a lot of circles. Mm-hmm. Like padding, cinched hair, boob mm-hmm. down, <laughs> and I don't do a lot of that. I am very like no boobs. I don't cinch very often. I don't very much wear padding. I do a lot of male songs in drag. I do very mm-hmm. like, gender bent characters. I do Prince. I do Freddie Mercury, and those were all my inspirations. And coming up, a lot of queens did not think what I did was valid. Mm-hmm. So I let other people's opinions of me make me feel like I was lesser than. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you might feel like you're lesser than, but then when you go to a different city. Where that's people can appreciate strength. you. Yeah. That's literally what makes you different is right. what makes you powerful. Yeah. Like yeah. when I come to Chicago, like I literally, I leave feeling like a rock star. I feel, yeah. I, I feel so cool. Like it's so much fun. And I go back home, like with the biggest balls in the whole world. It's so much fun. It's right. great. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have one? I'm trying to think like specifically when I felt like. I, for me, it's always like, I'm trying to think of a specific example, but for me, because I'm not, I will, I mean, I would just say that I'm not a terribly, uh, athletic queen, mm. like I can, or performer rather, because I don't think that what I do is necessarily just being a queen. Um, but I feel like if I'm watching somebody do like really intense dance performances, lots of backflips, yeah. like all of that sort of stuff, I'm like, that is what makes me feel like I'm missing a tool from my toolkit, but I have to like think about what I have that can match that energy level or figure that out. And for me, it's always like theatricality and emotion and connection with the audience. Seriously, And it's, uh, you know, I just, am like, this is what the balance is for me because like my body will not do that thing. It will do things similar to that thing, but it will not do that one thing. And as a show director, like putting a show together, you think who's going to tick the different boxes of a really diverse show. Mm -hmm. Who's going to give me the emotion. Mm -hmm. Who's going to give me the the backflip. Who's going to give me everything specific character or stuff like that. Your job as a show host and a producer is to build a a cast that influences an audience to not expect one specific Mm -hmm. style of drag and influence them and say, you have so much and you're going to love everything. Yeah. 
and you, I will make sure that you love everything that you see. Last right. night was like the most so wildest like collection <laughs> of just every type of thing. Like Hinky Punk was there just being mm -hmm. weird as shit. You did two Miley songs like in full, like it, it was fucking lit. And then you did the new Gaga and then Dita is just being Dita. She yep. did throwbacks and, and <laughs> Chloe had some man in a white wig on stage. It was so much. I was so much. I was like a white strap, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. Like, yeah, but I feel like that attitude, which I really love, that's not necessarily people's attitude everywhere. Like no. some people are like, I am only going to book gorgeousness oh and God. and so ballads and like so tired. It's yeah. yeah. Well, and so much of that is built on tradesies, which I think is the worst fucking way to put a <laughs> yes. show in the world. Were, were you? Were yeah, we talking I, about this on, on Facebook I was or something? On, I was on Facebook talking about this where I said um, a lot of the times and scenes noticing where girls it's at certain bars or certain venues there'll be a clique of performers mm -hmm. that only book each other right, because they're true. all and friends, they're friends and they're yeah. friends and they'll book each other and that's cute but guess what the same people will come to the shows the audience was, the audiences will never grow because you're not bringing in any new people and the true. audience does not care who gave you a booking last week so you owe them one mm -hmm. is the show exactly. look like how it's supposed to look is it diverse is it different is it, is it exciting or are you literally just doing something because someone's breathing down your neck and you don't have the balls you don't have the gumption to say no no, girl you're going to have to wait you know like yeah, yeah. like no, you, you like, have to say that's the most important thing as a show director and the thing that is it, the fucking hardest is you, sometimes you do have to look at your friends and go sorry gal yeah no it's, and it's okay no. because it's not a personal thing it's a business thing and you yeah. even look at the tweet but uh, miss toto made it uh the other the other week and was like <coughs> i'm lucky enough to have friends that are as talented as what i need to see in show like yeah. she made a comment about that and was mm -hmm. saying like my friends are as talented I'm surround myself with talented people yeah. and that's why I I support the statement of being like I can I book my friends because yeah. they're different they're talented. They're right, talented sure. and right. I genuinely see that it's not me being biased and being like oh because I owe you a booking or because I, I think that I'm, I don't feel welcome in this space but I'm going to bring you in anyway right. and that works for her shows but like there were times with Goddess where like we had booked somebody that we loved but that was a year ago and we've been like working through you know like you can't some every show works differently and so you have to see like what works for your show what the audience is expecting what you can throw in there and surprise them with mm. you to keep it loose you have to put on shows for the audience not for yourselves yeah the the day, that is yeah. something that i try to repeat as much as i can and it sounds so stupid when you say it out loud <laughs> but nine out of ten drag shows that are being put on i would say in the united states are not focused on what the audience wants to see no. because you look at show directors i hope i'm not confronting anyone right now but you look at show directors and they're not thinking specifically like i mean it takes me forever to come up with just the lineup of the show how mm -hmm. it's gonna unfurl like how are we gonna keep this audience engaged how are we gonna show them something new and poppy and different every time like some people just go, yeah, 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 come over here, you do this, you do this, and uh, just put them in whatever <sighs> order. Like, yeah. I mean, there really is a science not, to it. It's, so it's an emotional impact. This is because you're, you're a theater people. kid. <laughs> yeah, but I, when I sit in an mm -hmm. audience, I'm wildly uncomfortable at all times. Like, I, I feel, I, I, watching a show, I feel uncomfortable. If I'm in a big crowd of people, like in a busy nightclub, I feel great. I can start conversations wherever I want. But if I'm just standing there watching a show, I, I really do feel uncomfortable. So I try to think of it from that point of view of like how can we keep these people engaged 
for the second they I mean, this is, should I repeat all the time? For the second <laughs> they come in, we say, this is what you do. You tip like this, you pee yeah. over here or you pee over here. And you Tell know, this is where you smoke. Know. You, you yeah. get them comfortable because people don't think about the audience is wildly uncomfortable. And what is so good about doing things in public, we go and see movies that we really want to see in public because mm-hmm. you hear laughter around you, you hear gasps right. around you. And, and you, when you allow people to get into the group think like that, you let them get comfortable and drop their guards down mm-hmm. and they can really enjoy enjoy themselves but if they feel uncomfortable which people don't think about because they're selfish and they just want to go up uh-huh. and twirl you have to think about the psychology i know this, these tiny little bar shows it's small no, potatoes but it's huge but you, it matters. it's very important this is where our community space. meets it's a show yeah. The, yeah. the focus is on the audience without the audience you don't have a show if the audience yeah. is not enjoying themselves they don't see something that they're excited about to come back for they're not intrigued they're not inspired they're not influenced by that 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 cast influences the audience the mm-hmm. audience is what brings the show right yeah Yes, agreed. All of that. <laughs> boots. boots. Yes. Yeah. Boots. Yeah. I just hate when I see some sort of like, you know, blase way of being like, oh, you know, well, we'll get it done. Like I, the behind the scenes stuff is the most interesting thing. There's, mm. there's really no excuse. There's no. so much drag. There's so much talent. There's so many enter- entertainers. If you have the same cast every single week, it no. sounds stale. Mm. Unless yes. they're doing something crazy different every time not. which is possible they're probably, but that's but 10 times as hard they're yeah. so not yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you better be paying them that, that much there yeah. are entertainers that you know that you can expect something different from and there are also entertainers that you're like I, I love what you do and I right. I know that you're going to stay in this wheelhouse of what I mm-hmm. expect that you're going to bring and mm-hmm. that's how I'm going to cast you in whatever cast right. that I bring you in because that's going to help bring this to a well-rounded right. cast for a show that people are going to enjoy also, I'm from like a small town. This might be like a shade thing, but like um, a shade thing. <laughs> Hashtag shade thing. Um, it's it's weird. Shade like it's fine. when there are shows where you book the same people every single time in smaller towns, when it's like these are the, the, the prestigious shows and you use phrases like this is the best talent in this city. Yeah. How dare you mm-hmm. when it's not diverse, I'm, it's not different. It's the right. same people for years. I'm You're big on language like that too. Like yeah. I hate when people go like, I'm going to my favorite bar to perform in my favorite show. Like I don't ever use language like that. Even when promoting our show, I say like the Chicago's wildest weekly drag show. Yeah. What does that mean? Nothing. You can't quantify it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not saying the best of anything because you will immediately turn people off. So when you use language like that, mm-hmm. like yeah. it sounds like, oh, I just want to make my friends, you know, I want to build up my friends in the show. Yeah. Well, everyone else in town looks at you and goes, oh, really? Oh. You think she's the best? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So. It's not cute. Great. We agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Should I do the next More one? we hate. Um, <laughs> what else do we hate? This is a Denver person, Sadie from Denver. Oh, I know Sadie. What do you do to mentally prepare for shows? Is there any emotional prep? Sadie. Different Sadie. My God. Different Sadie. Was, was like, would your Sadie not ask that not question? That question. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready because oh, I know what's coming. Different Sadie. Different <laughs> question. Do you do anything to um, emotionally prep? I mean, honestly, I feel like your the name of your game is just you know cogs in the machine. <laughs> like you're, you know, just like keep it moving, keep it moving. Is there anything that you do to just? I mean, my, my the hours prep, that you work my are prep, wild. My so. prep comes after I'm done. Mm. When I when I'm done with my day, my decompressing is important. Is important to me, yeah. even if it's ten minutes, if it's thirty minutes, even if it's literally me sitting and watching a little bit of TV. I I need something that brings me back to reality to kind mm-hmm. of decompress my day. I don't ever prep for a show. If I go to another city and I feel nervous or I feel scared, my biggest thing is reminding myself that 
I'm Jessica Lahore. I'm supposed to be here. I was booked for the show and kind of like a mantra yeah. of like there, I wouldn't be here if it didn't matter for me to be here and I wasn't important to be here. Yeah. But the, the aftermath of it is me literally saying I'm a human. I need to spend like a couple minutes with my cat. I need to, <laughs> I need to mm-hmm. take my makeup off and eat something and just sit and feel like a normal person. Like going grocery shopping is a way of decompressing. It's very important. It's, I feel like a human. I walk yeah. around and I look at everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to look at everything, but I feel like I'm coming back to reality. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm reminded that drag is not the epitome of what my life needs to be. What's your cat's name? Floof. Miss Floof. Floof is a uh, freak. Madam Floof. Um, the cutest uh, cat in the whole wow. world. <laughs> Miss Floof, if you're nasty, I could go on and on. <laughs> it was very important that I know. She's an everything. Go look her up. She's on Instagram. Yeah. Um, what about you? Mental oh, prepare. Honestly, to piggyback off that, I think the post show stuff is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for me, it's yeah. honestly something that I saw you do when I was coming out to shows. For a long time, I always left shows like changed into boy clothes, went home and face, and like sat on my couch for like twenty minutes till I mustered up like the sobriety to go take <laughs> off my makeup. Yeah. But I would see you like take your makeup off at the gig, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, why don't I do that? Get you a little outfit to bring. Yeah. Get you maybe some boy makeup or, yeah. or bring your lotion with you so your skin feels good. Literally, Literally, I leave, always take a whore bath. Leaving, the, like, <laughs> have to wash my balls go, after every show. Go I have to do that. Oh my <laughs> wow! I, I put them under the hand dryer because I feel like no. Oh, you I, to, I really wish that because I, I did not know this and now I have, oh, I have a whole like image of your post show. You have to see me waiting for the, the sit down oh bathroom God. after the show because I just want to go and like, you know, rinse my face off with water, rinse my balls in the sink because I hate feeling like there's residue and gross and no. Yeah. I feel cute. Bitch, let's go dancing. Run the boys. Yes. No, for me, it's like leaving the venue. Like, because all the times in like Pittsburgh, like bars close at two. Nothing's mm-hmm. open past two. It's like after hours and like that's in a bathhouse and I don't want to go there right now. Sure. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's a once in a blue moon thing I will go and do but it's yeah. like I want to leave the bar like fully able to go home and just lay down that's smart. like nothing to do I have no responsibilities the bag is packed you can sit there I will lay down on the couch and I'll watch next in fashion and fall asleep oh, yeah. fantastic so good. it's also so safer good. to go home without your makeup on can I yeah. just say yeah. like, yes. it's you know you're a beacon or walking out on the street you look like getting out of a body or something yeah like, like something. trying to look normal in some capacity normal ish normal ish yeah capacity. Mm-hmm. see I can't do th- I have to like take the makeup off because the white face is like we'll a see. beacon yeah. it just reflects light from like a far distance yeah. You're blinding people driving, they crash. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, you know, a hazard <laughs> to the world, really. <laughs> I don't know. Pre-show is important for me. Yeah. I, have to, I really need, I need, like, chill music on, or at least some kind of music, but it helps if it's chill. It's great if I, like, light it. I, like, treat it like I'm about to have sex. Like, light a candle, put on, like, sexy music. Sexy. Like, put on, I put on, like, a pretty robe. I so feel like that. If it's, like, soft, even better. Yeah. No, I do the whole thing. I'll, like, have a little glass wow. of something or, like, smoke a little bit. I'm, like, I am creating a ritual for myself to feel sexy and powerful. Yeah. That's gorgeous. It's I love important. that. I'm just, I'm just trying to think about that. I'm, like, wow. I'm, like, well, I listen to Ellen while I paint. Oh, <laughs> you Pre-shows, I'll put her on. on Look, YouTube, whatever but works like, for I don't you. Put a sexy robe on, but I'm like, Ellen is my. Sex oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like trash next to you. I sit in like my underwear and like paint, listen to a podcast, and, like <laughs> also smoking and having a drink. Look, and just whatever you need to I'm like get in the headspace, though. But that. no, it makes me feel like, and then I get to the gig and I feel good about myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel feeling like, good about yourself. I what? know that never happens. <laughs> but, blasphemy. No, <laughs> um. All right. Next one? Yeah. Um, this is from Mikey from Pittsburgh. Do you know this person? Oh, someone's here. 
Let's take a break. A, oh, should we take a break? Well, not a break break, oh. but just a pause. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, in your drag shows, you are always doing your best to be inclusive and remind others of the history of drag, especially about the vulnerable black trans women that are the foundation of the queer community. Do you have any advice for queer people to stay informed? And do you see your drag as form of activism? Absolutely. For on, white Mikey. people, sit around a table talking about it. Yeah, right. No, but like, really, like, at a lot of my shows, um, I'll be super, super honest. A lot of shows in Pittsburgh, um, the gay scene is just gay. It's a lot of white mm-hmm. cis at a bar. And in those spaces, I feel the need to talk about issues that concern no one in the room mm-hmm. to like really shine lights. And like um, recently we just had um, a I have a monthly show called Icon where we do like a tribute to an artist once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a show where I gave up every rain. I just produced from like the background and we had a show decade to like black history. Just like mm-hmm. putting shows in spaces where normally they are not seen because right now we have a very low amount of black queens in Pittsburgh. Like really? literally. Yeah. We maybe have like one drag family. Um, the house of Lestat slash Van Carty shout out to akasha thank you so much for all the clothes i'm wearing it right now um she's she's so sweet um and her family like i started booking her more frequently in the last couple years and her family leia paris brooklyn they're getting booked more and more often and so in other shows thankfully but like there is nothing and i think that's tribute to you can't be what you can't see yeah and there needs to be visibility and there needs to be like not just like again back to those shows that book the same five or six people in every single show make those shows inclusive your cast matters what you're putting out literally reflects the community and what's Mm going to come up in it like it's so important yeah every single show that i i I completely agree with that i I, i'm thinking about this question in in a different light that's like every single show that i am on the mic that i have the ability to say anything i always say to support queerness Mm -hmm. as a whole Mm -hmm. uh queer uh, support your queer venues your local queer friendly venues your local queer artists um your the idea that it's important work with the the shit that's going on in the world i usually do a toast that says fuck trump in some way Mm -hmm. every time Mm -hmm. and if if there's a trump support in the audience it gives me more material to go talk to them Mm -hmm. and on the mic and you know talk and and call them out and and people like oh you make people uncomfortable that way well that's part of it you're making mm-hmm. me uncomfortable by saying that you're a trump supporter in my show like uh, let's talk about yeah. it let's make it a thing and you know outside of that when it comes to the people that have kind of paved the way there there's a difference that i think about tokenizing people in your mm-hmm. cast versus yes. yeah. how are you representing the people that are talented and visible mm-hmm. in casts that should be should be part of your cast mm-hmm. of that course sense? I, I really disagree with people that are like i need one king in my show every no. time i need one person of color in my show mm-hmm. because then people won't come come at me and, and get upset about it when that's not what that's about the the, the initiative the intention the drive yeah. the intention yeah. the the talent that all comes with it the way that people are passionate about what they do all contribute to why people are casted in, in my mind and so when you build a cast and it's nice to have the representation and you're not looking at you're not looking at the stereotypical drag queens that are going to be in shows that really don't like what you were talking about. Like you have to look at your community of who should be in the shows and who should be represented in your show. And you have to look mm-hmm. outside of who's already in town. Exactly. Yeah. Like the yes. big thing is like, you know, when I first started, I was just looking around and I was like, Oh, I'm trying to up the diversity. And I'm 
I'm trying to pick from what's here and right. I and found folks are here, but they're growing. Like yeah. and you're performing at a certain level. But Either I, growing or there's no initiative behind what they want to do. Uh-huh. Sure. Growth. Well, and I found that I had to say to girls that come in from the South side or, you know, from a couple towns away and say like, who's in your area? Yeah. I, I can't physically get there. I don't have a car. Those shows are on Saturdays, whatever. Like, tell me, give me like five names. Mm-hmm. They're not going to take your jobs. <laughs> like, <laughs> help me out. Help me. Like, I want to bring more jobs to the city. I want to bring more people in. Like, you have to go find it. You have to go find it. it, it you cannot expect it to come to you. That is ignorant. Like, yeah. you have mm-hmm. to make it happen. Right. Absolutely. I feel also like there's, if you're able to, Amongst all of the things, if you're a producer who is producing multiple shows or if you're just someone who wants to like start for the first time, the thing that really worked with Goddess that Kat Sass and I produced, which Kat is producing solo now, is Kat Kat is amazing, Mm -hmm. is that you have a group of people that have maybe never had the space to try something and they there's a you make a safe space for them to try something you put people um in headliner positions who are a variety of human beings because you're celebrating like the variety of human experience rather than not trying to piss somebody off um and then you promote from within you like see who's doing well you nurture them you like pimp them out to other people you like let help them to get to a certain point where it feels right for them to be a headliner and then you pay them to be a headliner right like, that's how you grow a community yeah helping somebody else doesn't hurt you literally yeah. right no, we all rise that together to be, yeah, literally Seriously. that's something that's so important like to be like screened i will shout that from the mountaintops if i could yeah. that helping another queen does not like retract or hurt your drag mm-hmm. literally just pushes like um if you're I, good at your job you'll still have it when that person succeeds yeah because yeah. you'll get better too when yep. you're producing shows in your community i like to think about the big picture polish the frame don't worry about yourself in the picture when the frame is gorgeous you look more gorgeous mm. love that that's great <laughs> you love a metaphor you love a metaphor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is it you or is it me? Um, is it okay if we take a little break? Yeah, let's take a break. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll thank our champagne sponsors and pop some more of that good, good bubbly. A big thank you to our friends at Roscoe's Tavern, Chicago's leader in nightlife and entertainment for over 30 years. Follow them today at Roscoe's Tavern on Instagram. Also, they are now serving food. I suggest the chicken tenders. I find them to be lovely. All right. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you laugh at that? You got too sultry is what happened. You you got embarrassed because you were too sexy on the mic. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, you're fully (laughs) blushing (laughs) right now. (laughs) This is amazing. We're all sitting in robes feeling sexy. And we're all back. Yes, we are. If only. I know. None of this is happening, and I'm sad about it. It. Hi, welcome back. But we have Pringles. <laughs> uh, we do have Pringles, the sexiest of foods. Oh yeah, the ranch flavored Pringles Aww. really get it going. For me. <laughs> All right, you, you, yeah, it's oh. me. Oh, Miranda from Chicago. Hello, tea the bag. Tea the bag. How much do you like to bring to your gigs, and what's your preferred way to bring your stuff? The word mm. "like" in that sentence is incorrect because <laughs> there is a mighty need for me to bring at least a full bag full of stuff. I've Always cut it down to two makeup palettes: the Kimchi palette and the James Charles palette. Mm-hmm. And then I bring all my brushes in a folding case, and then I bring all my makeup just in, like, a big, chunky bag. Yeah. And then the only the shoes I'm using, only the clothes I'm wearing, 
which I to, a, to a fall mm-hmm. I, I don't bring mm-hmm. backups and that's I dangerous should. yeah so dangerous oh my god I have Last three night. outfits in a bag at any time that I could just throw on if I needed to because I've had things like my seams have popped before yeah. and I've, I have night. a sewing kit but sometimes you can't like you yeah. don't have time and you'd have to just like try I don't know I could never work in New York I mean I have but it's terrible <laughs> I'm always like running and dragging a giant bag and then changing in like a walk-in freezer or a coat closet or something smaller yeah <laughs> Um, one of my biggest preparations for shows is usually I leave the house. I have my suitcase full of uh, two outfits for the show and a one backup just in case something doesn't work out for a mm-hmm. separate number. And I always have my purse in my hands. I am like, I was at Scarlet before this and I'm walking around holding my bag and everyone's <laughs> like, why are you holding a purse? I'm like, I'm never not holding a purse. You put your purse on the stage before you perform. Yeah. You oh put my it God. Like, on the stage. Every time my purse is there. So then after I'm done, put the money in the bag. Don't be a hero. Like it's there for the tips. Yeah. In the bag I have in separate compartments. I have my lipstick. I have my powder puff. I have my contact case in case the contacts get too, get, mm-hmm. get too painful. I am like the Girl Scout. I am like, let's yeah, go. Because I've had so much stuff go wrong mm-hmm. that I need to always be like a pair of scissors, extra exactly. lashes. Yeah. Oh, I only have tights. Um, I I have my I have an extra airspun case that I put all my lashes in mm-hmm. that I like pop them out. F- yeah. never lose them yep, yep. Mm-hmm. yeah I have a little eyelash case too. I learned my lesson from many horrible experiences with like leaving lashes at the club and then not having them the next place I go to and you're like painting you're like uh so bad mm-hmm. I used to be more limited and I would bring like a duffel and I would bring only what I needed I would bring a separate bag for like a wig or whatever mm-hmm. um, now I just put everything in um, I just have a giant suitcase mm-hmm. it's so much easier it takes I mean the thing was I was like I don't want to take up all this room in Berlin but I was like I sometimes have to. Yeah. it's easier it. you have to mm-hmm. limited space when you start, it's like a backpack, and then it gets bigger. Right. Yeah. I, it's like, yep. I, I have this backpack, and then I have this like little suitcase, and now yeah. I have like this tractor trailer that I take to every single time. <laughs> Pinking shears. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. What do you bring? I'm tr- I'm baffled. I, you, I at the bare minimum, it's always a duffel and a suitcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. When I travel, it's like 250 pounds of luggage every yeah. single time. When uh, like when I pack for a Saturday, I pack for like the shows in a Saturday. So I bring yeah. three suitcases with me and I pack meticulously. Like I know what numbers I'm doing. Mm-hmm. We have to submit numbers by Wednesday, the, the shows. <gasps> yep. Whoa. I mean, it's also because that's a rule that I set. That's smart that's though. That's so, a like, smart you know, rule. <laughs> like I was like, that's my fault. But yeah. you like know what you're performing and you know what you're bringing. And I'm one of those people that I get really pissed that if I forget a small prop, even like a clack fan last night when I was like, somebody's got some, some queer person in this building in Berlin has got to have a clack fan yeah not one but it was like every little detail matters and that's what i don't plan for backups if my outfit breaks i'm upset because i'm like this is the story oh, that i'm trying to, to tell with mm. this outfit like everything is intentional everything has a purpose everything has a meaning and for saturdays i don't go home i pack for at 8 a.m and i pack for six shows and i end at 3 a.m so i pack everything put it in my car and every suitcase is for a different show so that i know what suitcase to grab and i bring it in and i change them out and everything has a different process mm-hmm. like i always have a duffel my i have a duffel for utilities which is like uh boy clothes or human clothes mm-hmm. uh, makeup and it has like my fan or safety pins and, mm. and perfume and things like that oh, perfume is important bag. bring perfume, perfume. to the club no. bring your perfume yes and sorry i yelled that it's a very important yeah yeah and a what that's back, back for style yeah. yeah that's it for breeze 
I hand sanitizer. I Febreze. Oh my God. One I year, really my father, because he was like concerned about me being in dirty clubs, his words, he was like, <laughs> he packed uh, my stocking for Christmas with a bunch of single serving hand sanitizers. Single serving? Little, uh, little like Purell packets. Like, you, that's how you tip people. Tip them with those bags. What are you going to do with single serving? You dirty bitch. Here you go. Honestly, right. has saved my life. Really? Truly saved my life okay. in so many, where I like put my hand down on the bar somewhere and it's sticky and I don't know what it is and I'm just like it's okay I got Purell in my bag like so easy and then you don't have to have a whole like I feel like it's weird to bring a full hand sanitizer bottle to the glove they do it at church do it at a drag show you just have like a a utility belt just right easy yeah if I have an assistant that's what they'll wear (laughs) um yeah yeah all right uh this is uh from jasmine from denver um your hometowns are coming out strong today mm-hmm. uh, thank you jessica can you speak to your efforts to make a safe space for minors interested ah. in drag uh p.s i love you and i'm excited to see more to, more of you oh, that's jasmine. nice i know who it's from um, when i was at your show there was a kid who was eight, like, nine my, my nine, drag daughter yeah so my one of my drag kids sasalina blue child she's nine years old or ah. they are nine years old and uh oh. they perform so i was kind of sick of seeing scenes that did not allow places because i understand the bar side of things of mm-hmm. liability and liquor and licensings that says you cannot be in the space and sure. i also understand the side of like i'm energized and i'm like passionate as a young person and when i went to rocky top everything kind of blew up and there was a big issue about the fact that a drag queen was in a middle school so mm-hmm. kind of built miss jessica which cuts out the whore and right. um it uh, I, I built this drag for all ages show so the drag for all ages show which now is talent for all ages allows queer people or queer kids from as young as three years old which we have a performer oh th- three and we've had oh. as old as like oh i think 67 years old and so sometimes the parents with their kids they'll like sing or they'll they'll perform everybody's in diapers diapers. for sale future liberals want (laughs) it's the house diapers (laughs) everyone's doing something and these kids are these kids are passionate like Mm -hmm. i don't understand that as being somebody that i didn't realize what queer was until i was like a freshman in college oh yeah and i can't imagine having the opportunity so Kids get to perform once a month at the show and in other venues because we now have four all ages brunches and we have a once a month all ages Friday night show. But the show we've raised over twenty five thousand dollars for education scholarships for wow. queer kids and it, it you get to watch them and they put so much time and effort into putting something together and it's really amazingly adorable and passionate and cute and kind of reinvigorates my favorite show of the month every single month Mm. we were at a year now and these kids need a a place to feel like they care most of the time it's not for the kids it's for the parents the parents don't Mm. even realize that the kids are doing what they love and they're happiest until they get to that show you know how many parents come to come to the show and say, I didn't understand my kid or what it meant to them or like how to understand them until I got to to see them smile Mirror or laugh or yeah. feel like they cared about themselves when they left the show or that this is the only place that they feel safe enough to actually do something for themselves. Wow. It's it's really amazing. It's absolutely amazing. That's so cool, girl. And it's something that I, I would love to see in the next year travel and and see that that every city has a huge all ages show that Mm -hmm. people just 
come to. It doesn't matter. And it's not even about what they do. It's just watching them because there's, mm -hmm. it takes a lot of guts to get on a stage. Even yeah, it as does. somebody that's three or as seven years old and, and put something, and most of them are, some of them are even better than the local entertainers. <laughs> yeah. That's the funny part. Some of them can lip sync and put costumes together and they, uh, there's, uh, there's a couple of kids that sew their own costumes that's, and yeah. glue their own costumes together and they're not that's even 10 up. years old. <laughs> that's and fucked up. I don't up. Do shit for myself. <laughs> right. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Season 28, wait. <laughs> yeah, we're all fucked. So close. I'm done. The kids are all right. But <laughs> I think that there needs to be more spaces for all ages. Yeah. Kids and, and people. It's hard because there's not... Um, uh, it's usually like a volunteer type of thing because mm -hmm. there's not a lot of money that can be made. Right, it's hard. The, you're either... You have to charge at the door or, you know, you're not making the bar sales. So yeah. there is a, a certain amount of volunteer stuff that goes on with that. Right. But it, it's kind of in a weird way guilting people to to get on board with you and understanding the the longer impact of it. Mm -hmm. We don't have any alcohol at the show. We have a, a venue. Mount, a hamburger Mary's provides all the food every That's month. That's great. Really, free oh, wow. food. We have a suggested cover at the door. We have a, a parasol patrol gives about a hundred to one hundred and fifty people every single month that helps fight off protesters. So that we wow, because we uh, at the earlier stages yeah. we had probably. 100 to 200 nazi uh, proud boys kind of people what do they what are the parasol patrol what is they so they get huge umbrellas <gasps> everybody has Have you seen these umbrella. pictures we'll oh put it on our insta the, the, the biggest thing is that nobody interacts and nobody has any kind of rebuttal to the protesters because everybody's recording things so we had people call in and try to catch certain things on video we mm -hmm. had people scatter uh, metal steel spikes oh my over, the, God. over the things to pop tires. We had people shove dirt into the. That's into not cars. protecting children it's anymore. Not. And we had people throw that's cement, an attack. Cement bombs, so like oh they God. fill water balloons with liquid cement and then throw them. Jesus over the, Christ! We built this giant wall, and I'm really thankful that we have a venue that provides a lot of funds to help make things possible. And oh they're but, God, and they and, th and, and they think they're protecting. They think people. that they're protecting yeah. the kids because of this, but they don't understand that there's more. So what do we do? We have the parasol patrol and huge umbrellas everyone's quiet and they just guide people in we have earmuffs to give to the younger kids Holy they don't hear any of the slurs and then we have uh anywhere from two to we the max we have probably is like 20 25 officers deputies and sheriffs that help make sure that people don't cross lines and boundaries oh my God. and do you put all this together yeah i mean i mean i put together the the show cast of it and the environment for it there are different moving pieces so there's probably three wow. major producers that handle the security pieces the the environment like the setup and stage and then the casting and like how to get the kids to feel okay with coming out there we get donors that for is costumes fucking and, nuts yeah, dude that month. is commendable because that takes a lot of work i mean just putting on a, a, a standard effort drag show is hard but we that is 25 insane. kids a month and it's the most rewarding amazing thing it, 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 i can't describe how cool it is to see to see the see kids do this have the protesters died down yeah we uh, we they've died down mainly because it's winter months yeah. and so we still have a lot of the mm -hmm. the parasol patrol but um we have maybe eight at max now but as soon as summer months come around we don't know so we just always prepare for the worst and it's really shitty that that's kind of what it's come to and people like it got to the point where people knew personal information about me and my parents oh my and my family and like like they did research and they shouted out I on just, their phones and oh things like that. I'm so glad that you're doing that but I just it's 
is it not already hard enough to be queer? Like, is it not already hard enough? I just... It, it doesn't make sense, but it also... It, it shows... It, it proves a lot of... It, it proves a huge point that it doesn't matter. It, we beat them. That's how yeah. I look at it. Is there anything that people listening can do? Like, is there like a, a fund or is there some sort uh, of... We, we raise money for the White Rose Foundation. So the White Rose Foundation gives education grants to anybody up to 18 years old, uh, queer or not, that wants to go to school. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the other big things that you can do is uh, find the Parasol Patrol, follow, support them. They go out of their way to travel to other states and, wow. and other events and make sure oh, yes. that people can be as safe as possible. So people can donate to the grant? They can donate to the okay. foundation and to the Parasol Patrol, which also goes okay. back to the, That's the great. effort. So How they can buy. they find them? Um, I can give you the information after. Yeah, we okay. can, we we'll can tweet on, about them too. Yeah, yeah. we'll but post it on the, It's um, It's amazing. Every month I, I tweet all the, the videos of the kids on mm -hmm. my Instagram and and it's so cool. It's just so fucking cool. Damn. I love that. That's fucking rad, dude. All right. Shall we? Yeah. All right. That's nuts. I'm so excited. <laughs> I want to like, <laughs> now I'm like really into this. I want to see these kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so we're going to do one last question. Uh, and then uh, we're going to jump into the Patreon. Question. Great. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is your dream show to produce? Bambi, when will your bottom lashes return from the war? <laughs> Blasphemy <laughs> from Pittsburgh. Oh my God. Damn. What does that mean? Okay, so, um, <laughs> it's so weird. I've been doing drag this year in March. It'll be so, oh my God, it's March now. Um, it's March now. Yuck. Happy um, March. God, I'm old. Um, it'll be, um, it's so, no, I, I've been doing drag seven years and it took me like, I just got padding last week for the first time ever. What? Literally. That's I felt crazy. like, congratulations such, on your acquisition. Thank you so much. I felt like the only curvy lady alive. Um, <laughs> and I put on like bottom lashes for the first time ever. It's about me like a month and a half ago oh. and no one could tell me nothing. For, like, I, like, walked, I walked in and I'm like, no one look at me. <laughs> like if I leave the conversation, to look at myself, it, like it's your fault. I'm sorry. Um, um, dream show to produce. Mm -hmm. Um, oh gosh. Um, is there anything you feel like you haven't gotten to do that you would like to? Cause dream show is like high in the sky. Bigger but. ones. I just want to do like on larger scales. Uh -huh. so we're like scaling out of Berlin mm -hmm. and I want to stay at Berlin for the rest of my natural life, but I want to do other shows that yeah. are like larger scale and make more money. <laughs> that's okay. That's I'm capped off. Divas. Um, <laughs> can't make no more money at Berlin. Um, dream I love her. Can I get a raise? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll be there Saturday. Hey. Dream show. Um, I would love a show where I can pay performers what I believe like they're actually worth. Because mm. a lot of the times in smaller towns, girls are performing for fifty dollars, seventy five dollars, yeah. and the gown they're wearing costs over two hundred to actually yeah. make, and that's just the stones alone. Mm -hmm. And these bars are not realizing that without these queens and without these performers these shows would not be going on your audience would not be there mm -hmm. I would love to be able to pay performers what they are worth sure. like real talk and uh, I don't know like it's like I get like money isn't everything but it helps put more like drag in their closet it helps them pay their bills because right, we live in a capitalist society exactly um, so for me like a dream show would be able to have a budget to work with that's not like 200 bucks for five people yeah, yeah that's crazy yeah that's hard. Mm-hmm. What's yours? Um, the ones that come to mind, so I'm determined to find five regular events that 
occur every single year in Denver, but the the two that I'm most focused on, one is actually happening, and I hopefully get to announce tomorrow. Oh wow! Uh, and you know about is the Colorado's next drag superstar. So how do you influence hey. the entertainers that are <clears throat> that are putting a lot of effort into their drag, but also can get the opportunities and build a larger thing? So it's a ten thousand dollar prize package. Yeah, and uh, it's five thousand dollars in cash. It's a tour to Mickey's and Showgirls in West Hollywood, <sighs> which is already confirmed. Berlin in New and Chicago, yeah. and then Lucky Chang's in New York. Wow. And it combines a whole bunch of different prize packages, but it's for people that are kind of like, quote unquote, the elites in, in the city that is like, what is something that I would want to compete for? And how do I provide that space for people? That's, so, that's really cool. Uh, cool. That's going to be so rad, uh. tomorrow if they fucking text me. And then the second one is I've always wanted to, and I think this is a goal for next year. Is I think that I'm going to rent or purchase and find a way to do a tour bus and bring the bus to Denver and do a quote unquote sex sales tour. Now that I have more connections to to travel after this kind of tour experience and be like, hey, I'm bringing a cast of wonderful entertainers. How can we travel across the country and get showcased in different cities? And so I think that's going to be the next big produced event and be like look at crystal felony misdemeanor and electric dupree and kylie michaels and evelyn and willow and all these people that are just so prominent and so passionate about what they do and put them on a bus and say we're gonna be friends for the next month or two that's cool. but that's what i got that's my next goal I have one other show I want to. That's so fucking <laughs> rad. There's one other show I want to do, and if someone could help me out, um, how do you run a dunk tank? Because I have this idea. Oh my god! Where yes. um, you do a show where two drag queens lip sync a song in front of the dunk tank, and the show is called Lip Sync or Swim, and whoever <laughs> yes. loses, whoever loses the lip sync has to get in the dunk tank, and the queen that wins has to like throw balls till they fall in. That's and funny. I think that'd be so much fun. I want to have drag queen dodgeball. That's one thing I do oh have one as well. Uh, that sounds cool. I'm never doing that in my life. Ever. Oh my gosh. I want to do it. Cool. I want to have it in Chicago, and we'll have Toto on my team. It'll be fantastic. Sounds yeah, great. for sure. Um, no, I love like dumb, like very dumb, like wild out there themes. Um, yeah, those are my passion projects. Anything just like that. humiliates people. It's so much fun. Oh my god! Surprise! I would, just, wow. I would throw a ball and be like, "It's not working," and just go hit the lever. Uh-huh. Just walk up, Pam. Can you yeah. imagine how many people would pay to, to watch knock. you in a dunk tank? <laughs> I mean, honestly. In full, beautiful, no, wig takeout drag. And you're that. just sitting there, boom. I would never We'd have that. to get a really deep tank because she'd fall and just stand up. <laughs> I'm seriously going to like research some waterproof makeup <laughs> now after I hear like, you say that. Oh, oh, deep, no. right? <laughs> My dress and shoes. Wild. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Uh, so that's our last question for the general audience. But if you are one of our Patreon supporters, um, which we love you very much. You can also, we did not say Venmo us at the T podcast and get shouted out on the podcast as a champagne sponsor. Um, but if you are a Patreon sponsor, you get to listen to the answer to this next question, which is from Arlen Pedragon. Wow. That's yeah, he's from New Mexico. He, that's like a medieval bard name. He did my website. He's great. Nice. Yeah. From Albuquerque, New Mexico. I like this question. It's a great question. It's a question. really simple question, but. Are you your own favorite drag queen? All right. So we, head on to the Patreon yeah. and to listen to the answer to that question, but we'll sign off for now. Yeah. Uh, tell us uh, where we can find you online and what else you have uh, coming up. 
Uh, you can catch uh, Jessica Lahore on Venmo. Uh, <laughs> she's a catch business up, lady. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Lahore, or, no E. No, no E. I'm an illiterate whore, so L-W-H-O-R at <laughs> www.jessicalahore.com also. And uh, uh, you can catch me in New York tomorrow at uh, wow. Industry Bar. This will come This already came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> in the future. Yeah. All around line. All right, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at Bambi Queen, B-A-M-B-I-Q-W-E-E-N, at um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all those fun things. You'll see me coming up. Um, yeah, this is so cool. I'm so happy to be here. Yay, yeah. I'm so happy to have you. Um, I am T-Rex in Chicago on Twitter and Instagram and most of the other things. You can find me at... Roscoe's every Friday hosting the viewing parties. Um, subscribe mm. and like on YouTube. Um, also every Saturday at um, Drag Matinee at Berlin. And also um, I'm at Dick's on the 21st of March uh, in Milwaukee. And I'm at Studio 13 on the 28th, I believe, in uh, Iowa City, Iowa. Nice. I am lucky.stiff on Instagram. I'm luckystiff2. That's the number two on Twitter. Um, By the time this podcast comes out, 100 Days will have at least been in previews, if not opened, which I am directing for Co-Candy Productions in town. So please go see that. It runs for five weeks starting uh, March 13th. um, And we're in previews starting March 6th. So like you can get tickets for that and see a thing that I did that's not drag. But also (laughs) after that opens, I will once again be performing and I'm really excited to see you all. So check my insta story for that excellent all right thank you guys for being here thank you thank you head over to patreon cheers cheers thank you to all of our patreon subscribers if you would like to support our podcast and get early access to new episodes and boners content you can find us at patreon.com slash the t podcast make sure to subscribe and rate us on apple Podcasts, spotify and stitcher and follow us on twitter and instagram at the t chicago shame your knees eat your peas arnold schwarzenegger as mr freeze